Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city. Peace to the planet. This is another episode of Black Men Vent 2. Nashville, how you guys doing this Monday morning? It is the first full Monday of October. It is Libra season. My birthday is this month. We're going to look like we're going to have a pretty good month this month. And uh, Nashville, we're coming to you guys with a new season. We're coming to you guys with with, with, with just, just so much excitement of what Black Man Ventu has to offer um, in this new season. Nashville, my name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. And I go by L Dog. And we are excited again this on this Monday morning to just uh, be alive and well and be able to still continue to try to present something to our community that will help somebody, that will hopefully change somebody's perspective on the subjects and the, and the, the seasons that we've been uh, talking about for the last couple of months. And uh, again, we're just excited this morning to just be coming to you. And hopefully this morning you've already had your your cornflakes and your, your your coffee, man, and your bagels, and you're ready to go because we're ready to roll. We're ready to roll, Nashville. Um, this is another episode of Black Man Vent 2, and we want to start off, as we always do, by just saying thank you guys uh, to the BMVT audience and to everybody that has uh, been listening and supporting us and subscribed and you shared, you liked our posts on various social media networks. Nashville, we thank you. We can't do this without you because, again, our point of emphasis is to serve the black man one episode at a time. And I think we've done that in flying colors and we're going to continue to manifest those things and continue to reframe and rebrand the black man today. And one thing we want to uh, emphasize in our um, introduction segment is we want to uh, let our audience know that we got an opportunity to be a part of a podcast. This was our first um our first Being collab yeah. so to speak we mm-hmm. were a guest on what is known as the true talks podcast mm-hmm. by uh miss trenice uh trenice uh she found us through a podcast facebook group and uh true talks podcast is is a great podcast oh, that yeah. um yes. um yes. she has um the platform through podbean um and she just has a lot of good emphasis and info just uh revolving around things that need to be discussed that people may not want to discuss True Talks Podcast, uh, we want to give you guys a shout out. Trenice, we want to give you guys a shout out. And thank you, uh, Trenice, again for allowing us to be a guest on your podcast. Pops, you got anything on that? Yeah, Trenice, I want to say I personally, we we I want to personally thank you for allowing us to be on your podcast. But I also, also want to say I appreciate the, the, the what you offer to our community because you offer uh, conversations that like like my son just mentioned that people don't want to talk about it sometimes we don't want to mention the things that you bring to the to the table so keep doing what you're doing my sister we appreciate you and hopefully we'll get a chance to work with you again true talks podcast again shout out to you guys um we also want to let our bmvt audience know that the hard copies of the heat seekers magazine that i've been mentioning in the previous podcast has finally came out and um if you guys just want to go to the link uh, we'll make sure that we drop the link in some shape, form, or fashion so that you guys can see the link. And maybe if you want to see the hard copy, we'll find ways to get to you guys so you guys can see the hard copy of the Heat Seekers magazine that we were able to be the podcast of the month with um, in September. Um, Pops, what else we got? Hey, I think we're ready to go, man. With that being said, we're getting ready to uh, start this new season. And you want me to mention it? Well, yeah, our new it. season, our new season, what we're going to be in for this month uh, is going to be relationships and marriage yeah relationships yeah. and marriage and i think the guest we have on the day is going to lay the foundation and the framework for what we're going to be talking about for the whole month so if you don't mind stay tuned and we'll be coming back to you in a few shakes here we go guys marriage and relationships this is the new season in october we've dealt with depression we've dealt with grief and everybody needs somebody marriage and relationships this is the black man Ventu podcast we will have the body mass index of marriage and relationships in a black man with a very very prominent leader in nashville stay with us guys you know how we doing it you know how we coming this is the black man Ventu podcast good morning And Nashville, just like that, we're back. We're back, Nashville. Good morning to you guys. It's Monday morning. Nashville, 
Have you heard of Black Man Vent today? Guys, we're in a new season. We're in a new season. You heard it in our intro segment, marriage and relationships. Marriage and relationships. And we got a very, very, very prominent and great guest with us on our show today. And um, guys, we can't wait to go ahead and get into the content. I want to give a personal testimony just about our guest today. Um, um, this guy, man, um, is, is no stranger to me. Um, he, he, I'm sure he was there when I was born. And uh, with that being said, man, he's um, he, he's he's my pastor. Um, and, and with this marriage and relationships topic and this season that we're getting into, who would it be greater to get advice and information from about marriage and relationships than my pastor? And um, I've watched him since I've uh, grown up within the, uh, within my church and um, just watch how he takes care of his wife. Um, just even not only just taking care of the church, but takes care of his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just just being the man for her and um, just representing her wherever he goes. And um, just being the age that I am not being married. Um, that's that's motivating. That's very motivating. You know, it's motivating. Um, and it just puts me in a in a position to see that I can have that same type of uh, relationship, you know, as long as my relationship, of course, with God is sustained. And um, just being able to watch him again um, um, just throughout the years, man, it's truly been a blessing. Um, our pastor, man, uh, my pastor has, has, has blessed my life in a major way. In Nashville, I know he's going to bless the lives of you guys as you guys listen again. And he gives us his info, his intake, and um, just the rawness that we appreciate about marriage and relationships. Pops. Nashville, I could be more excited and more proud to have this man on this morning. He's my mentor. He's he's just like a father to me. My father has gone on to glory, but he's my mentor and he's my spiritual father. And uh, he's been with me ever since I started in ministry, started started the past, uh, the preaching ministry, and, and, and also just since I came to this church. But not only that, I consider him a friend because uh, when I first came to this church, he was so big in stature that I thought that I couldn't even talk to him. And I, I remember my first time talking to him in his office. I was shaking in my boots. He didn't know it or not, but yeah, I was shaking in my boots. But now I feel like I can, I can talk to him as a friend. And, and especially on this topic, we, me and my son came together and we felt like that this would be the perfect person and the perfect avenue to, to start on as we talk about marriage and relationships. So right. we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. Uh, we're going to, so basically, Nashville, I want to say this, I want to Introduce to some and present to others my pastor and my friend from the St. James Missionary Baptist Church, yeah. 628th Avenue, yeah. North Nashville, right up the street from Sweats. And you know who I'm talking about, Pastor George T. Brooks Sr. How you doing this morning, Pastor? Oh, I'm doing quite well. The Lord is very kind to me, so I thank the Lord for another day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that being said, Pastor, we're just going to go ahead and get right off into the content, and I know you got a lot of expertise on this subject, and uh, I know you've been down this avenue so many times, but uh, what we want to look at, we're looking at it from a black man's perspective, and uh, this is the BMI, we call it the Body Mass Index of Marriage and Relationship from a black male perspective, so we're doing BMI Body Mass Index from mm-hmm. George T. Brooks Sr.'s perspective. Okay, so what we want to ask you, Pastor, we're going to start out with a question. I'm going to start out with this question. Mm-hmm. So with the decline of marriages in our black community and with the divorce rates going up, and I did some research and it was talking about how the divorce rate is going up and separation has gone up and cohabitation has come more acceptable now and mm-hmm. out of wedlock births has come more acceptable and now we got children in our communities that are residing in households that are female led and yeah. we also yeah. got uh households man that really are just one parent household so pastor from a male perspective even from a pastoral perspective what would you say is the beginning or what is the problem with our our community especially with the black man that's we're not stable in marriage and relationships. Well, I think the biggest thing is our morals are changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, things that were once important to us mm-hmm. are not important again. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's missed in marriage is people fail to understand that marriage is a picture of the relationship between Christ and the church. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. And right. for yes, that sir. reason... People don't connect marriage and God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's no better picture mm-hmm. 
of marriage than the relationship between Christ and the church. Yes. Right. Um, <clears throat> several times in the Bible, mm-hmm. the church is pictured mm-hmm. as the bride of Christ. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And if we read Ephesians chapter 5, mm-hmm. particularly verses 21 through 31. Yes, sir. It is there that we learn that Paul was really talking about the church. Mm-hmm. But he gave us the illustration of marriage yes. in order for us to talk about the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't see marriage as something spiritual mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I was talking to a couple during doing premarital counseling, mm-hmm. and I was sharing with the potential um, groom mm-hmm. that he was to be to his wife mm-hmm. what Christ is to the church. Yes, He grew a gray hair in his beard <laughs> while we were talking. <laughs> because yeah. he never considered yeah. mm-hmm. the depth yeah. of the marriage relationship. Yes. Right, right. And when you read that Ephesians passage, mm. before Paul tells the wife mm. to submit herself to the husband, mm-hmm. He talks about submitting yourselves yes. to one another. Yes. Right. And right. oftentimes, women are afraid to submit themselves to a man mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they see too much immaturity wow. in that man. Wow. You also mm-hmm. have men mm-hmm. who wonder if they can lead the family mm-hmm. yeah. so they don't want to get married. Mm. But what they fail to understand mm-hmm. is you cannot simulate marriage. Right. So true. Right. So right. when yeah. persons are cohabiting, mm-hmm. they call themselves practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no way to practice marriage. marriage. Right. Either you are or you are not. Yeah. So yeah. oftentimes, people don't have the courage mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make that commitment to get married. Wow. Mm-hmm. The morals of our world have changed. Mm-hmm. They are loosened and lessened. Yes. And because they are loosened and lessened, yeah. lessened, mm-hmm. we don't place any value on marriage. Right. right. But we have to understand right. that marriage is both a spiritual union mm-hmm. and a legal union. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you can be um, spiritually married mm-hmm. and not be legally married. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what happens with cohabiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why a couple will live together for many years mm-hmm. yeah. and it feels right to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in right. their human spirits, mm-hmm. and when I talk about spiritual, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. Right, right, right. right. In their right. human <laughs> spirits, <laughs> right. they feel just as married mm-hmm. as anyone who has gotten a license. Mm-hmm. But the reason we have to get a license is because marriage is legal. Yes. Right. That's why if you go right. into the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, even Jesus talks about a person getting a divorce, they had to get it in writing. True. Mm-hmm. They had True. to get it in writing mm-hmm. because they had to get it in writing to get married. Mm-hmm. And if you have to get it in writing to get married, you also have to get it in writing to get a divorce. Wow. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we don't view marriage from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing we have to understand, um, millennials are marrying later than persons in my generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Persons in my generation, the mm-hmm. average age for marriage is somewhere around 22 years of age. Mm-hmm. Millennials, that's persons 41 and under. Right, right. The average right. age for, for them is about 25 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Let me, Pastor Bruce, let me, let me touch with you real quick uh-huh. on that. Um, I cannot give my personal um, testimony on marriage because I'm not married. Mm-hmm. So I want to transition the conversation into the millennials mm-hmm. and relationships. And my question that I had for you is, as millennials, in the courtship stage, mm-hmm. where do we mess up at the most? We spend too much time in bed and not enough time talking. Well, that's that's a way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wasn't expecting that coming from the past, but that's a way to put it. 
He ain't lying though, but <laughs> look, you you looking for some kind of theological yeah, answer? No, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting yeah. that, but, but yeah. hey, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. In a relationship, <laughs> couples have to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, so you true. gotta have so true communication, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. couples are not communicating well, man. and because they're not communicating well. Yeah. There's so much they don't know mm-hmm. about right. this other person wow. yeah. they're considering yeah. marrying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we got to yeah. come out of the bed yeah. and sit yeah. and talk some. Yeah. Go to dinner, mm-hmm. sit and talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sit, watch television. Right. And talk. Yeah. Uh, don't spend all of your time smooching. Mm-hmm. Well, you called uh, it. Petting. You called it slapping pillows at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Your, that's your grandma. Oh, no, that's my grand- that's oh, grandma. Yeah. I, 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 I spoke on the still, podcast. I still, I still talk about the pillow as yeah. well yeah. because <laughs> the pillow talk mm-hmm. is is not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. need to sit and talk mm-hmm. when your mm-hmm. emotions are not involved. Right. Um, one mm-hmm. of the things that right. I find out. <laughs> Almost every time that I do premarital counseling, mm-hmm. this couple has never talked about mm-hmm. how they're going to handle their money. Ooh, wow. They've never <laughs> talked Finance. about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They never talk about insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of insurance are we going to need? Right. How much insurance are we going to need? Right. Mm-hmm. When we get ready to buy a house, mm-hmm. are we going to buy a house where it takes one income to pay the note, mm-hmm. or are we going to buy a house that requires both incomes mm-hmm. to pay the note? Mm-hmm. And if something should happen mm-hmm. to one of those persons mm-hmm. who's helping to pay this house note, yeah. how are we going to recover yeah. that lost income? Right. We're not talking about those. These things. real conversations. These yeah, are real These conversations, are real conversations that yeah. need yeah. to take place. That's true. We, we don't That's talk true. about how many children we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my mm-hmm. wife and I mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. 53 years ago mm-hmm. when we got married, mm-hmm. we wanted two children. Mm-hmm. Wow. We wanted yeah. a boy yeah. and we wanted a girl. Mm-hmm. Wow. We never mm-hmm. tried after mm-hmm. getting another child mm-hmm. after we got the boy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the girl. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was an agreement. We, yeah. we had an agreement. Right. Mm-hmm. And we didn't right. have to worry about mm-hmm. um, whether she was or was not going to take her birth control pill. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we going to use the rhythm method right. to try not to get <laughs> pregnant <laughs> yeah. at the time? Yeah, because see, yeah. That, was part, that was part of uh, I like how uh, you put uh, that, the birth control method. back yeah. in the day yeah. was yeah. a rhythm, the rhythm method. method. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Many families mm-hmm. uh, at that particular time, mm-hmm. so I've been married 53 years. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I was right. 20 years old when I got married. Mm-hmm. I turned 21 two months later. Yeah. My yeah. wife was 18 when we got married. Mm-hmm. We married in April. Mm-hmm. She didn't turn 19 until mm-hmm. that December. Yeah. Wow. wow. So yeah. we were quite yeah. young. Mm-hmm. Um, the day I got married, mm-hmm. I had $15 in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I owed wow. her daddy yeah. 10 of those $15 mm-hmm. for <laughs> some flowers he wow. had bought mm-hmm. wow. and the room where we were going to stay for our honeymoon mm-hmm. yeah. at Key Motel yeah. on Dickerson Road cost six dollars. It's surprised some folks like, yeah, I know what that's it. Right. <laughs> I remember that. That's it. I got five on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that we could have enough yeah. money for that one night of a honeymoon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we got a five dollar gift. Wedding gift. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you what the other dollar come from. Yeah. <laughs> it was a five dollar wedding dollar gift yeah. that one of the deacons at the church with, where our members, where my daddy was pastor. Yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah. weren't members of the church at that time. Right. But where my daddy pastored, mm-hmm. gave he and his wife gave up gave us five dollars as a wedding gift. Look at the value of money mm-hmm. back then. Oh yeah, yeah. how. Yeah, how yeah. Changed. So we had four dollars yeah. left over. Wow, ain't that something? But wow. we only had enough for one night. Man, that, yeah. that's why even yeah. now, mm-hmm. uh, if my wife wants to go on vacation, mm-hmm. I try to take her on vacation. Gotcha. Because yeah. I I could not provide her mm-hmm. with a honeymoon. That's Praise God for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Pastor, with you saying what you just said about marrying at such an early age, how would could? Let me ask you this. 
could you say that you saw marriages that was working or that you had got good advice before you got married to help you all go through all the tough times like the yeah. 18s and the 20s mm-hmm. and all that? Yeah. And, 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 and let me ask you to do this. And relate it to what we're seeing now because everything people get now is off of Instagram, yeah, social YouTube, media. social media. Yeah. You didn't have all that back then. Right. So how is that right. so detrimental to marriages right now because you had one-on-one contact problem mm-hmm. or you saw marriages that was working. We don't see yeah. a lot of that now in the yeah. media. Mm-hmm. I saw my parents. Um, my parents struggled financially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had their problems uh, in their marriage mm-hmm. and I knew about uh, problems because I remember one time I was not long ago talking about it. Mm. My mama had decided she wanted to kill my daddy. Mm-mm. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man. Uh, Oh, I man. talked her out of killing my dad. Oh, <laughs> so my parents had yeah. problems, right, yeah. right. but they also related well to one another. Mm-hmm. Both right. of them mm-hmm. were involved as much as they could mm-hmm. in the life of all four of us mm-hmm. as children. Mm-hmm. I was in church all of the time, and I saw mm-hmm. what I considered mm-hmm. good marriages. As Of course, as I got older, mm-hmm. uh, as I got to know some of these persons, mm-hmm. uh, I discovered that some of those marriages were not as good as mm-hmm. I thought they were. The picture, yeah. the picture was false. Yeah. false Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it was enough mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. to encourage me early on in my own marriage. Secondly, Mm -hmm. um, I've been all of my life a pretty independent person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be uh, self-sufficient, not Mm -hmm. without God, Mm -hmm. but Mm self-sufficient where others were. Um, Mm -hmm. In my my 53 years of marriage, Mm -hmm. I've never borrowed money from anybody Mm -hmm. other than a lending institution. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, my daddy signed a note Mm -hmm. for us to get our first furniture, Mm -hmm. which was $300. He had to sign that note Mm -hmm. at this particular company Mm -hmm. because I had just, uh, I was still in the army, just come back from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. I had no credit. Okay. So no one wanted to let me sign anything Mm -hmm. to get it on my own. Right. 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 But in less than a year, I had paid my daddy. Yeah that $300 right. that he had to sign for. Mm-hmm. He signed it, but I paid it. Mm-hmm. But I paid it in less than a year. Right. So I have been extremely blessed as a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can recall my wife and I having a discussion mm-hmm. because every Sunday after worship, we were members of Mays Chapel Baptist Church in Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. We would go to her parents' house mm-hmm. for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I decided one day we've got our own family now, mm. so we're going to start eating at home. Yeah, wow! Yeah. And I said to her, uh, "This Sunday mm. will be the last Sunday we will go to your parents' house for dinner. Wow. We're going to start doing dinner mm-hmm. at home yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. as a family. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. I've always yeah. wanted to be man of the house. If yeah, more exactly. money was needed in mm. the house." Mm. It was my job to get it, right? Not right. hers, right? So, Indeed. so with that being said, so what about this? How does how do you think social media now is impacting marriages? Yeah, I think we're too, we're seeing a lot of falsehoods. Yes, yeah. Where marriage <laughs> is concerned True. on social True. social media, mm-hmm. we're getting the celebrity point of view mm-hmm. for uh, marriage, mm-hmm. yeah. but we're not not getting a spiritual point of view. Right where marriage is concerned. I firmly believe that any couple mm. who is married should try to base their marriage on Ephesians chapter 5, mm-hmm. verses 21 through 30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That husband needs to know mm-hmm. what his role is yes. and function in that role. Right? Yes. That right. wife needs to know what her role is uh, and function in that role. Right. If you marry the right man, you're not going to have problems submitting yourself to that man. Right. And if a man does a good job being head of his house, yes. he'll never have to remind his wife mm-hmm. he's head of that house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there are so many 
mama's boys Mm-mm. who are so weak. No mm-hmm. Lord. Yeah. A woman does yeah. not feel comfortable mm-hmm. following that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of women mm-hmm. in marriages mm-hmm. who really don't want to have to take over as they do. Wow. Yeah. But the reason yeah. they have to do it, the man they can't want. trust the man. Right. And see, mm-hmm. to be leader of a family mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. Right. You have to know who does what best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I started preaching, mm-hmm. I never went to the bank. Okay. And the reason I didn't mm-hmm. was because after I started preaching, mm-hmm. I was going to school as a full-time student. Mm-hmm. Um, I was called to pastor my first church mm-hmm. in my first semester of school, and I was working a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I remember going to the bank to get a check cash, mm-hmm. and I went inside to the teller, mm-hmm. and I noticed the teller went back into the drive through mm-hmm. The teller went back there and called my wife <laughs> and said, Miss Brooks, there's a man here trying to cash a check on your account. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, yeah. that's my yeah. husband. Yeah, the verification. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, mm-hmm. yeah. because I am the computer person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my wife has no idea when... Uh, bills are due. Mm-hmm. Um, she mm-hmm. has no idea yeah. what the ca- uh, cars cars might need mm-hmm. because I do all of that right. for her, right. so that she doesn't have to worry about. Right. It. And it's not to say that she couldn't do it, but you know that you're best suited or best. Absolutely, right. he said the yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. role. Yeah. He got to know role. Yeah. who does <clears throat> what, what best. I have seen couples. Mm-hmm where the husband has tried to do the finances, mm-hmm. everything gets in a mess mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. because okay. he was not best suited for that. Right, mm-hmm. right. He finally wakes up mm-hmm. and gives it over to the wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then they got money they never knew they could have. <laughs> right. And then I've mm-hmm. also seen it flip mm-hmm. yeah. where the wife has tried to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything is in a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because she was not best suited. Right. So, so that can be found out in the uh, in the um, the communication part. Yeah. Like you yes. talking about all the talking that needs it. to be done. Absolutely. That's how you find yeah. all that stuff out. That's why you got to get out of the bed and sit down and talk. <laughs> Nashville, we got to get out of the bed. Sit down and talk. All y'all, y'all non-married folk now. All the non-married folk, yeah. Anybody in my position, we got to get out of the bed, y'all, and sit down and talk. Nashville, we're going to take a quick, quick segment break for and, and and try to find a way to get out the bed. But, but nonetheless, Nashville, this is the Black Man Venture Podcast. We're here this Monday morning with Pastor Dr. George T. Brooks Sr. This is the Body Mass Index of Marriage and Relationships in a Black Man with our pastor, Dr. George T. Brooks Sr. Stay with us, Nashville. Have you heard a black man vent today? Stay tuned. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning again. We hope you guys are enjoying the new season that Black Man Event 2 is presenting marriage and relationships in a black man with Dr. George T. Brooks Sr. Right now, as a segment break, we want to get into what we would call the BMVT Nashville Black Eats. BMVT Nashville Black Eats. We want to highlight and show recognition to three um, Nashville Black-owned restaurants um, that you guys may want to check out Um, as you go throughout your day and as you go throughout your week. First restaurant we want to highlight, black owned again, is called Coneheads. Coneheads. Let's read about Coneheads, Nashville. Coneheads states on their website, putting a twist of soul to your classic chicken and waffles. Coneheads combines innovation and flavor that will leave you filled and satisfied. Enjoy chicken in a waffle cone with savory homemade sauces and comfort food sides. Located in the heart of East Nashville, the electric styled space will give you, excuse me, will make you feel like a kid again with its ice cream parlor feel 
except you can swing by for dessert before dessert. So let me read that again. The electric style space will make you feel like a kid again with this ice cream parlor feel, except you can swing by before dessert. Coneheads, Nashville, black owned restaurant. If you take some time, look to look through their website and um, go check them out. That's Coneheads, black owned restaurant in Nashville. Let's move to our second one. We're going to give three for you guys for our short segment of the BMVT Nashville Black Eats. This is one of my personal favorites, Slim and Huskies. Slim and Huskies uh, states on their website, in the beginning, Slim and Huskies was founded on a shared dream inside of a garage in 2015. The clever name came from a joke the longtime friends have been laughing about for years. One of them has always been a slim guy, but the other two were always big fellas, forcing their mothers to shop for clothing in the children's husky section. The Tennessee State University grad started the fast casual gourmet pizza joint as a way to serve unique pies and provide jobs to their neighborhood in North Nashville. Now, Slim and Huskies offers build your own pizzas, takeout options, catering services, and delivery through third party vendors. We want to be a part of this street as much as possible and continue to develop and have a footprint in this community. That was from Derek Moore, who was one of the partners that found have found excuse me slim and huskies nashville slim and huskies has a multitude of different um different locations make sure you guys check them out and uh let's put down Domino's and papa john's for a minute and let's pick up one of slim and huskies pizza black owned in nashville lastly guys we want to touch on one more um it is a, a popular hot chicken spot uh some of you may heard some of you may know Big Shakes. Let's hear about Big Shakes. After Sean Chef Big Shake Davis created Big Shakes Nashville Hot Chicken, it quickly became recognized for delivering a tasty mix of great food, great service, and great personality. With its flagship Franklin, Tennessee location opening in 2014, Big Shakes soon developed a following of fans who taste for hot chicken bordered on the obsessive. Under pressure by those that craved the chicken, Big Shake soon opened a second location in Huntsville, Alabama. However, they soon discovered that the two sites weren't enough. The goal of the Big Shakes team is to grow and expand across the South into the West and from coast to coast. If this sounds like something you want to hear more about, click the button below. We'd be happy to have you join the Big Shakes hot chicken movement. Good food plus good music equals good times. That's straight from the BigShakesFranchise.com website. You guys can check out Big Shakes and their location because, again, they are a black-owned restaurant. Nashville, any of these three black-owned restaurants, if you guys are BMVT audience, has contact with the owners or contact with the guys that have came up with their businesses, give them a shout and just let them know that Black Man Ventu gave them a shout-out on today. Nashville. This has been the BMVT Nashville Black Eats. We'll get right back to the content in just a moment. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Stay tuned. In Nashville, just like that, we're back. We are back. This is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Hope you enjoyed the segment uh, that we just had for you guys. And uh, we're diving right back in. This is the Body Mass Index of Marriage and Relationships and a Black Man with our pastor, Dr. George T. Brooks Sr. And we're going to tie right back in Nashville. Uh, pastor Brooks, uh, off the air, we were talking about just how marriages and um, even in the courtship stage, you, you don't have enough communication and it, and it falls in line with just other things that may not uh, tie into you truly just finding out what marriage is about. If you mm -hmm. want to touch on that, man, go ahead for it. Yeah, just want to talk about a little bit about, first of all, um, couples need to talk about what are their traditions where holidays are concerned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. For instance, you may have a young lady mm -hmm. that you're looking at getting married to. Mm -hmm. Every holiday... She goes to her family's house 
for family celebrations. Yeah, yeah. like we yeah. do, like we like do. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, right. What right. if he has something different? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a part of his tradition. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Thanksgiving, they may go hunting. Mm-hmm. They may go deer yeah. hunting. Mm-hmm. They right. may go rabbit hunting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They may get drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it may be a family tradition. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. all of the men get drunk mm-hmm. and all of the women are at the house cooking. Well, mm-hmm. if this woman doesn't want a man who drinks, mm-hmm. how is she going to handle how this man That's spends so his true. holiday? Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So y'all talk about that yeah. mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you'll have less conflict. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. what if what if uh, one family is in town, the mm. other family is out of town. How do we manage these holidays yeah. seeing both families? Right. Right. Do right. we invite all of the families mm-hmm. to one location mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. those holidays? Mm-hmm. I recall the way my mama and daddy mm-hmm. settled both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mama on Christmas Day mm-hmm always did dinner at our house and invited my daddy's family and her family. Mm. Okay. They didn't okay. have to go anywhere yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because both families were there together. Right. So you need right. to talk about right. how do we spend yeah. our holidays yeah. 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 and yeah. see if I can handle that. Mm. Right. Uh, because again, mm. there may be habits in one of the families that the other family member cannot handle. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And there mm-hmm. are some persons right. who grow up in families mm-hmm. where families are not close to one another. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they have difficulty going to uh, this wife or this husband's family wow. uh, gatherings yeah. Yeah. because they don't function well yeah. in yeah. that yeah. environment. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. big. That's yeah. big, man. I, I, Pastor Brooks, I did want to touch with you on this question. I kind of wanted to uh, relate it more just to your own personal life and your own courtship. With you and your wife, um, prior to you getting married, I think you told our audience that you got married um, at 21 years old, if I'm not mistaken. 20. 20. 20. At 20 years old. Two months later. Yes, sir. With that, with that being said, man, prior to marriage, how long were you and your soon-to-be wife in the courtship stage? And Not a what... long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Because I was in Vietnam. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, gotcha. I went to Vietnam, and mm-hmm. we got married, I came back in January, we got married in April. Okay. So, okay. We, I was liking her. Right. Um... I guess when I was about 15 years old. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What uh-huh. what built the relationship to yeah. where five months after Vietnam, you're yeah. like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty sure while I was in Vietnam mm. that she was the person I wanted to marry. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, of course, with my daddy being a pastor, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. daddy had two churches, mm-hmm. and I had me a little girlfriend at each one of the churches. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> pastor was a player back in the day. Ain't no <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I was, I was just uh, telling my family Sunday at dinner, mm-hmm. this lady uh, who's a member of a Church in Gallatin told me I'd always I was always managed. He knew me from yeah. as a, 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 <laughs> you know a teenager. You know what the word means. Yeah, I, I, I got an idea. Yeah. I got, I got, yeah. I got yeah. an idea. Yeah. That's yeah. word for bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, or re- fast and hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The reason she said it, I, I went to this yeah. funeral of this young lady. Uh-huh. I was liking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was a member of one of the churches my uh-huh. daddy pastored, and I was on for remarks, and um, I said. I always loved going to this particular family's house for dinner. Yeah. yeah. Because the mama could cook and the daughter was pretty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. over at the other church, that's where my wife was, my present wife was. Mm-hmm. I said, I love going to their house mm-hmm. because their mama could cook mm-hmm. and the daughter was pretty. Yeah, the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Having his cake and eating it too. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So there wasn't a long, yeah. what we would call courtship. Mm-hmm. 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 I went in the Army in 1966, the year after I graduated from high school. Man. And mm-hmm. um, I went in in August of 66. Mm-hmm. January of 67, I was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was there until mid-January of 68. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, again, there was not a lot of 
courtship. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I both had been praying the same prayer and didn't know it. Wow. Mm. Wow. Uh, The only part of the prayer that uh, she didn't want, she never wanted to marry a preacher. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we had been married nine years before before I accepted my call to preach. Wow. And I thank the Lord for her following me Mm -hmm. because four and a half months Mm -hmm. after I accepted, preached my first sermon, mm-hmm. we were away from our home church mm-hmm. and I was pastoring a church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had like a whirlwind life yeah. after I accepted my call to preach. Wow. Wow. Man, that's almost wow. uh, yeah. almost the season we just got out of. And I, I don't want to go into that, but it was a good question because the season we just got out out of was grief. Yeah. And uh-huh. plus, sometimes grief can be caused by drastic changes yeah, in life. Correct. But when you with somebody mm-hmm. that you with and y'all love each other some kind of way, like our last guest we had on during the grief season, he's a married young man, mm-hmm. and he kept talking about his wife, mm-hmm. helping him deal with he the did. grief. He kept did. talking Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, because my wife trusted me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for nine years. Mm-hmm. I, I apparently had done a pretty good job of taking care of her mm-hmm. yeah. and providing for her because right. much of that time of those first nine years, she did not work out of the home. Yeah. Uh, and she would get up when yeah. I drove a truck for Gulf Oil Company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at three o'clock in the morning, wow. cook yeah. me breakfast, mm. yeah. iron my uniform. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I went man. to work every morning yeah. driving a truck at Gulf Oil Company yeah. with creases in my trousers. Come on now. Wow. And um, wow. Uh, when I got home at night, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the evening, mm-hmm. she had um, meals prepared as if we were eating dinner on Sunday. Uh, wow. Man. Meat two, wow. meat three, wow. and dessert. Wow. Every night. Wow. You see, wow. that's what you talking about. No. That's a wife. That's a wife. That's a wife. And uh, a you wife. got a lot of people that's, that's probably listening to this podcast now that just said, she must have been crazy. Man. <laughs> I guarantee that's what they said. Man. I guarantee. Man. But Man. when he's talking about that Ephesian text, she's fulfilling her role. Absolutely. And he's fulfilling he, his role. He yeah. going to work. Exactly. And Absolutely. she taking right. care of the she house. He's taking care of her man. And yeah. he taking care of her. And he doing. So it, it, it coincides, man. And it's, yeah. and it's a harmony there. Yeah. And some, right. I think right. that's what's missing in a lot of our marriages is that there's no harmony. Yeah. Absolutely. And nobody yeah. know what they supposed to be doing. Because mm-hmm. this is one of my pet peeves, pal. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. And they, man, it bothers me. Now, that, it's, it's their prerogative. They can do mm-hmm. it how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And my wife had to help me with this. She she pretty much demands it. But now I open the door for my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, they say chivalry is dead. But mm-hmm. ain't nothing wrong with chivalry, man. Mm-hmm. I open mm-hmm. the door for my wife. I open the car door for her. Now, she demands that. But one thing that I never allow her to do, and they get mad at me, I do all the driving. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. I'm sick. That's mm-hmm. true. I do all the driving. Because yeah. I don't feel like she should have to yeah. do the driving. That's yeah, just unless me. Unless I'm sick. Exactly. Or... Extremely sleep, exactly. sleepy, exactly. even when we travel. Exactly. My exactly. wife sits on the other seat. Exactly. In the passenger mm-hmm. seat, and I tell her just sit there and look cute. Yeah. So when you get out to get the gas, who pump the gas? Yeah, I pump the gas. Yeah. yeah. A lot, yeah. Lot, lot of dudes yeah. ain't pumping yeah. gas now. They yeah. sit on the no. side playing I on the phone yeah. while the girl go pump yeah. the gas I and she go it. pay for the gas I too. So yeah. True. So we got these. Seems to me now, from what we talking about, we got the roles reversed. The yes. enemy has reversed the roles. And mm-hmm. that's why marriages are struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. thing <clears throat> that I've always made a part of my marriage, mm-hmm. I've never had my money and my wife had her money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our money has always been our money. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when yeah. she mm-hmm. yeah. was not working, mm-hmm. yeah. um, whatever we had left over... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After all of the bills were paid, yeah. we split it 50-50. Wow, wow. I, I tease sometimes, if I'm going out of town to preach revival, mm-hmm. my wife packs my suitcase, mm-hmm. and she dances around my suitcase, mm-hmm. knowing I'm getting ready to bring some extra money into the household, <laughs> and half of it is here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, and, see, and, it's not, and, and yeah. see, some people listen to this, 
will make it sound like, oh, he getting all the money. He doing that should right. be his money. But she's still doing what Absolute she does. Illusion. So why she can't get some money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not function. <laughs> they, mm. As I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If my wife did not do the yes. things she does. Yes. So yeah. if she's making everything comfortable for me to go outside the house, mm-hmm. yeah. then I ought to do a good job of providing uh, funds for her yeah. in the house. Right. And, and, and you're not saying, now we, I don't want to get this twisted either, we're not saying that if it's an agreement that the man and the wife want to work and they want to do different roles, whatever, then you can do it like that. Mm-hmm. But that's how you all decided Absolutely. to do it. But Absolutely. you got, you know, you got two parent households and, mm-hmm. and you know, they want to both want to work and they got mm-hmm. certain things they want to go after, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not saying nothing is wrong with that, mm-hmm. but that's just the way you decide to do Absolutely. it. And there's definitely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And the way this uh, world is now, sometimes it takes two income, yeah. you know? So if you agree to that, that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. fine, you know? Yeah. But yeah. see, what I've always done even when my wife did work mm-hmm. outside the home, mm-hmm. we had one pot. All of the money went in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I learned paid that from the, you. Yeah, yeah, right, we paid yeah. the bills mm-hmm. from that. Okay. Yes. If okay. there's anything left over, mm-hmm. then we would split that. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. But, but we've always, mm-hmm. all of our marriage, mm-hmm. we have earned and put our money together. We've also given together mm-hmm. yeah. all of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We put both of the incomes together. Mm-hmm. We pay the tithes on the income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing we were talking about that has been good for us mm-hmm. is the gap in uh, education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I think right. Mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. wife yeah. has handled me having more education than she does mm-hmm. better than I probably would have handled it if she had more education than I did. Yes, wow. sir. Now, yes, sir. Right. when I first started preaching and my income dipped as mm-hmm. it did mm-hmm. because I was trying to go to school as a full-time student and then I left my job 19 months after I started preaching mm-hmm. to give full-time to the church, mm-hmm. my wife earned much more in income mm-hmm. than I did but she never had a problem with me deciding how that income would be used. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so she handled the education well. Yes. I, I mentioned I was just talking to a lady who has a PhD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was about to marry a young man, had a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. She just happened to call me, and I suggested to her that that was not going to work because her to-be husband Mm. was not going to function well in the environment her education would bring him into. Mm. She said, well, you know what? That's already a problem. How did you know that? (laughs) And look, and what you just said, I've heard you teach this and I truly believe it. So even in the courtship, that's where the divorce is already beginning. It's she already beginning. to marry that man. It's mm-hmm. already beginning. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. See, what you have to do in a marriage mm-hmm. is look for signs mm-hmm. in a leaking marriage. Mm-hmm. Because okay. our marriages mm-hmm. don't necessarily burst one big hole. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're okay. oftentimes... Um, develop leaks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the leak gets worse and worse Yeah, and then one day people wake up say wow this marriage is dead Wow, yeah. you would be surprised yeah. at people who have been married for a long period of time mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. live in the house like brothers and sisters mm. Man. they Man. might as well just shake each other's hand be roommates almost. just roommates yeah. that's wow. all they are yeah because they yeah. really don't have and have not had mm-hmm. in a long time a real marital relationship. Now, they love each other, but they don't love each other to have a happy and successful marriage. What's, what's so interesting, Nashville, about our pastor is his son is also a pastor. And just last Sunday, he gave a message on 
connections versus relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think Pastor mm-hmm. Brooks just Ooh, yeah. just hit on that, a little, hit on bit, that a little bit. That yeah. that in the yeah. courtship stage, and I'm gonna just speak from a millennial standpoint, you can have a connection with your girlfriend or boyfriend, mm-hmm. but I guess where we mess up, Pastor, and correct me if I'm wrong again is we don't have that relationship with each other that boils down to every entity of finances, your emotions, mm-hmm. stuff and like that's that. That's because we are not communicating with one another. Yes, we're doing what, Pastor? Because we're doing what? Yep, we do much time in bed. <laughs> man. Too much time man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You got to get out yeah. of bed. And yeah. Talk. Yeah, man. Now I'm gonna look. I'm gonna I'm touch on the getting out of bed because I wanted to bring up a term that that our pastor uses a lot when he talks about um, the courtship stage, and that's shacking. Mm-hmm. I always heard that term growing up in church, and um, I know I'm gonna get you with this question. I think my pops has one more, and we'll wrap everything up, Nashville. But here today, I wanted to ask: give us the prime definition of shacking, and if you can, where does that impact the connection and the relationship Mm -hmm. moving forward? Well, it's outside of the will of God. That's Mm -hmm. how it impacts it. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. you cannot simulate Mm -hmm. the relationship between Christ and the church. Right. Right. The principles Mm -hmm. that should be um, exercised in a marriage are not going to work in a relationship where persons are shacking right. because they're automatically missing the mark yeah. of God's will and character. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can only be inside the will of God mm-hmm. when the relationship is based on the word of God. Mm. Wow. And that means wow. you've yeah. got to have, first of all, the legal aspect of marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. biblical aspect of marriage. The mm-hmm. legal is to get a license. Right, right. Then the biblical is to stand before a preacher mm-hmm. and allow that preacher to do the wedding. Yeah. And where you have the wedding doesn't make the difference. Okay. It's okay. who the people are in the wedding. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And we have to understand mm-hmm. that marriage is not a partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Come on. Because yeah. if yeah. it's a partnership, yeah. Yeah. if it's 50-50, mm-hmm. that means I'm going to be 50% giving mm-hmm. and 50% selfish. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But for marriage to be happy and successful, yeah. 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 each yeah. couple yeah. must yeah. be mm-hmm. 100% giving. Oh, yeah. man. The yeah. way each yeah. day of a married couple should begin mm-hmm. It should begin with that person, each spouse, asking himself or herself Mm. one question. What can I do today to make my spouse happy? Mm. Not what can my spouse do Mm -hmm. to make me happy, Mm -hmm. but what can I do Mm -hmm. to make my spouse happy today? Mm -hmm. If each person in that marriage relationship Mm -hmm would ask that question Mm -hmm. and then seek the answer to that question, Mm -hmm. marriage for them will be both happy and successful. Wow. Man. Man. So, you basically don't hit on it, but I want to hear what your answer is. Mm -hmm. This question came up, I I was telling Pastor about how we come up with our content, you know, the the seasons, and how we came up with this season. We just hear the voices of people around us and and the conversation with people around us. Right. But one day... I walked into the break room, and my partner, uh, I ain't going to mention his name, but he was on one of our podcasts, but he uh, he was having a conversation with his wife, mm-hmm. and his wife asked him a question, they were having a conversation, so he asked me, and I'm going to ask Pastor, so as a, he, this, and this was the question, in a marriage relationship, does the individual function as an individual outside the marriage relationship? No. Whatever you do mm-hmm. in a marriage relationship, mm-hmm. the spouse should always be included. And whatever you, and I ain't trying to hit, but I'm, I want you to keep talking about it. But mm-hmm. I told him this, I said, because everything I do involves my wife. Absolutely. Even yeah. if I'm at work 
and yeah. I get in trouble or do something crazy at work, it affects her, and Absolutely. she ain't even right. there. She at she, home right. because right. the scripture tell right. her we become as one. Right. So once we yeah. become as one, everything we do is like that, man. Absolutely. And it's, it's funny me, me and my dad again. I'm, we 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 had two different viewpoints because mm -hmm. I. Mm -hmm. I understand that that the no behind the answer, and and I guess my thing was, in order for you to get to a marriage relationship, you have to have been your own self first in order to step into that. You know, I had to tell myself, okay, self, we finna get married, and then you guys became one. So I know we kind of piggyback and forth just on different mm -hmm. opinions. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of let you elaborate on the past of just, just that question and how it affects marriage and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, see... Once you get married, mm -hmm. you are never single again. Right, right. Once you get married, your boy's night out and girl's night out yes, sir. should end. Yes, sir. Yeah. The reason yeah. they should, mm -hmm. you need as much time as you possibly can mm -hmm. with your spouse yeah. building your life together. Right. So, yeah. girl's night out, Guys' night out right. should be over. Right. It's right. family night out. Yeah. When I first got married, my right. wife never right. went to the grocery store mm -hmm. without us going together. Yeah. My job was to push the cart, mm -hmm. and my wife's job <laughs> was to in. put food yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, so the grocery store was important. Mm -hmm. um, we were so strapped financially mm -hmm. there were several years we couldn't go out to dinner yeah. we couldn't yeah. go out to the movies yeah. there wasn't enough money right. but lights at my house have only been turned off one time mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. in my first year of marriage yeah. that was because I forgot to pay the bill mm -hmm. wow. wow never had it mm -hmm. um, uh, have I ever I don't think I've ever been late on my house no mm -hmm. man yeah. Um, yeah. Because we learned to prioritize together. In courtship In, is where it started, you know. Well, for us, because we got married so early, mm, yeah. it, it was for mm. us, it was in, yeah. in the marriage. We right. were learning together because, mm, yeah. again, we married such a short time right. after I got back from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. yes, sir. And each person in a marriage mm. needs to be willing to make the necessary f sacrifices mm -hmm. for the two to become one wow. flesh. Wow. See, yeah. there, there are a lot of people, I get those prayer requests, mm -hmm. Lord, um, pray that I find my um, soulmate. soulmate. Yeah. 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 But yeah. in a marriage, you don't get a soulmate. Mm -hmm. You get a fleshmate. Mm -hmm. God okay. is our soulmate. Okay. Soulmate, okay. because God okay. breathed into us mm, breath the breath of life. Of life. Yes, yeah. We became a living soul. Wow. So when you get two living souls together, yeah. uh, you got flesh mates yeah. because God is your soulmate. Wow. And it takes wow. sacrifice yeah. to change from a single person mm -hmm. and two single persons mm -hmm. to different personalities right. now become one flesh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And yes, it sir. takes a lot of wow. sacrifice for that yes, to happen. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, talk about, since, since you said that, Man. talk about, I remember you saying, well, I just want you to say it for our audience, mm -hmm. what the ring signifies when you talked about the soulmate. Yeah. What the ring signifies yeah. in a marriage relationship. Yeah. The gold in the ring mm -hmm. symbolizes the purity of the love for each other. Mm -hmm. The circle in the ring mm -hmm signifies the vows that a couple is taking. Mm -hmm. um, you can't tell where the ring begins and where it ends. Mm -hmm. So it is a symbol mm -hmm. of the unending vows that couple is uh, taking right. when they get married. Right. That's why right. persons have to be very serious. Mm -hmm. I don't allow couples mm -hmm. to write their own vows for a wedding. Because yeah, the yeah. vows they may write may leave God out of it. Mm -hmm. they, they may not based on mm -hmm. be based on mm -hmm. the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I develop the vows. Mm -hmm. Anything else they want to say to each other, 
They said that at the honeymoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, that is a covenant ordained by God. Yeah, Absolutely. So if God right. is not in it, that's when a lot of marriages today just are not working. And because people in society just don't, you said it earlier, just don't see the need to put God in it because they'll say we don't need that. But mm-hmm. at the end of do at the end of the day, mm-hmm. yes, you do need that. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing mm-hmm. that can su- sustain a marriage mm-hmm. in the long haul, mm-hmm. and that's love. Yes, mm-hmm. education, equal education, mm-hmm. uh, equal income mm-hmm. won't do it. Yeah. Love is the only thing, yeah. and the love a couple has mm-hmm. when they get married. Mm-hmm. Is not enough to sustain them in the long haul. Mm-hmm. Right. The love that it right. takes to sustain a marriage in the mm-hmm. long haul mm-hmm. has to grow upward, mm-hmm. and each each person in the couple mm-hmm. has to grow together. Mm-hmm. If one spouse is growing more than the other spouse, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. marriage is not going to last long mm-hmm. because they become unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you look at 2 Corinthians 7.14, I believe that is, um, that shows you why a sinner doesn't mm-hmm. want to marry a Christian or should not marry should a Christian. Right. Or right. Christian should not marry a sinner. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of unequally yoked mm-hmm. is putting an ox and a mule in the same Yoke, mm-hmm. and they're trying to pull. Mm-hmm. The mule doesn't have the same strength the ox does. Right. And if persons are not growing together, mm-hmm. not just physically mm-hmm. and emotionally, mm-hmm. but also spiritually, yes. Yes, sir. Yes. they become yes. unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why you are not going to have mm-hmm. a spiritual or Christian home mm-hmm. unless both spouses mm-hmm. are Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what about, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Like, mm-hmm. I got one more question. Mm-hmm. So what about people when they come together and they just base their marriage, like you said, got to get out of bed. They base their marriage strictly on the fl- on the physical part, uh-huh. just uh-huh. the physical, uh-huh. without even thinking about uh-huh. all this other stuff that's uh-huh. got to happen. Uh-huh. Because the physical, that when we talk about that a lot at work, me and my boy that I talked about mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the physical at one point gonna wear out. It's gonna wear out. I yeah. hate to tell you, brother, yeah. it's gonna wear yeah. out. Either and when time that time or sickness there you or go. accident, there you go, will cause it to wear. And out. when that day comes, then what you gonna do? Or when she has a baby. And maybe she don't bounce back like you think she should. How mm. you going to look at her then? Absolutely. Or like you said, or when you get sick, how she going to look at you then? You got to mm. think about all this stuff because that's what you marrying into. You too. Yeah. You right. know I, I right. know of a lady. Right. She's deceased now. Mm. Her husband is deceased. This lady had a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. She had such a negative view mm. of herself. Mm. She came home from the hospital moved into another bedroom in the house and never slept with her husband again. Wow. Wow. So almost anything Mm -hmm. could happen that could change a person's view of themselves in order to make an impact on that fleshly part. Yes. But this couple never slept in the bed again Mm -hmm. when this woman came home from having a hysterectomy. Wow. I mean, there's a, wow. Man, Pastor? Uh, man, Nashville, <laughs> we Nashville. Talk all night, but we ain't gonna do it because he's a busy man. So we ain't gonna. It's do it. it's one of those things, Nashville, where again, I think we have truly gotten to the meat of what marriage and relationships is about. And it's thanks again to our pastor this morning for just giving us true sound doctrine on what marriage is all about. Um, pastor, we won't hold you long this morning. Just a lasting message. Is there anything that you want to pour into Nashville? Pour into the hearts of Nashville about marriage and relationships before we. Let you go and pops if you got anything. Yeah, and and when you're doing that, Pastor, for your last remark, can you pour into the fact of black men and give us something that we need as a parting, you know, gift? Yeah. Something yeah. we need yes, for sir. black yeah. men. Yeah. Well, black men learn to appreciate the woman God gave you. Mm. I have seen too many times yeah. when black men are young, mm. they take the freedom to do as they please. Mm. And then when they get old, that woman they mistreated in their youth 
is the one who has to take care of them in their old age. Um, I, I, I have a sister right now who just moved her husband into her house um, because he has nowhere else to go because other than into a nursing home. And that's going to eat up all of the funds. Mm-hmm. But they never divorced. Mm-hmm. And she was willing to take him in. Mm-hmm. Just talked to a lady earlier this evening. Mm-hmm. For five years, she took care of the man mm-hmm. who mistreated them early in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Men, take good care of your wife today. Because you don't ever know where your life is going to take you. And how you may need that woman in the future mm-hmm. yeah. that you mistreated early on. Wow. Wow. I think that I think that'll wrap it up. <laughs> Man, in the words of Looney Tunes, that's all folks. Nashville, um, you've heard it again, Nashville. This is the Black Man Ventu Podcast. I'll let my pops close out with his remarks and I'll end mine. But this is Monday morning. This has been the Body Mass Index. <laughs> of marriage and relationships and a black man with our pastor, Dr. George T. Brooks Sr. Pops, you want to lead us out? Nashville, I want to thank my pastor again. I, I felt so honored that he would even take time out of his busy schedule. If you know anything about pastors, they have busy schedules. But he mm-hmm. took time out of his busy schedule to drop us some nuggets, man, on what it takes to be a strong man in a marriage and what a strong marriage should look like and what a strong marriage should be modeled, modeled by. And it should right. be modeled by the relationship between Christ and the church. So with that being said, Nashville, again, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. Nashville, please like, share, subscribe with us, and share this uh, episode. This may help marriages all across um, just the Nashville area. And just continue to stay posted with us. We're in a new season of marriage and relationships. And guys, as I always end, it is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can, and you can't with what you can't. This is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? We'll see you next week.